0: Law 360's weekly podcast. I'm your host Amber McKinney, and I am here with my great co-hosts Bill Donahue.
1: Hello, hello. I'm so happy that you've started occasionally adding "great" in there. makes me feel makes me feel good in in dark times.
0: You can tell when I'm in a good mood that way. And um, my other great co-host, Alex Lawson, is also with us.
1: I was I was hoping I might get
2: a different signifier, but okay. I I too. Am I'll great, work on it. Uh, as as many people say. <laughs> I'm excited to be with you guys. this is one of my favorite days of the year uh and, guys. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not talking about Thanksgiving. I'm talking about the day we record the Thanksgiving episode, which we're doing yeah
0: today.
1: Thanksgiving's good too though i mean it, yeah, I was, yes it's true i I like the idea of i i now you've You've now sort of given up the game, but I, I like the idea of us <laughs> pretending that we're recording this next week, and you know oh, no, that we're come really on. let's <laughs> coming to people live from. The, we're we're working over the holiday. We're getting you a clip show when you need it. I thought last well, year we
2: did a thing where we pretended we were having Thanksgiving dinner. I thought about running that, that hit right. back sure. past, past the cranberries or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, we are coming. To, we're coming <laughs> well, to you from the I... very recent past.
0: What I really like about doing this show, particularly in this really crappy year, so many people's Thanksgivings are upended this year. I mean, I'm not traveling to see my family, so that's yeah. a bit of a bummer. I think most people are in some similar boat. Uh, but this is one tradition we could actually pull off this year with the safe social distancing. We can record our look back at our funniest um, offbeats and sort of revisit some of that fun in a rather bleak year otherwise. Mm-hmm. If you can't cut up
1: a turkey, listen to us cut it up. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to resign. This is is
2: supposed to be the funny episode, so maybe we should just get to uh, the the good stuff here. Uh, There was, uh, uh, despite all of the stuff that's going on, as Amber mentioned, there was actually quite a lot to choose from. And we actually want to uh, roll it back to uh, this happened late last year, uh, I think in December. Uh, This is a story we talked about about uh, an attorney who... uh, Uh, whose arguments went a little
1: sideways in the Second Circuit.
0: We like to end our show with something offbeat. And, uh, Bill, I know you have one to talk about today. Yeah,
1: we had a couple of options to talk about. We could have done the – I just want everyone to understand the stakes here, that we chose this one over the story about a lawyer writing into a legal document, eat a bowl of d***. Yeah.
2: So, (laughs) So, I mean, standard's pretty high.
1: We chose this one over that. I just want everyone to understand. (laughs) Um, Go Google that if you want to. It's on Above the Law. You'll Uh, love it. At least we got to say it, so that's Um, good. But so, okay, so we're at the Second Circuit. I'm just going to jump right into the story. We're not even going to give you, like, a news lead here. We're at the Second Circuit and a Queens-based attorney named Todd C. Bank was before a panel of three Second Circuit judges. Um, He's representing an attorney named Robert Doyle, uh, who was challenging the fact that as part of the process to to be admitted to the bar for the Eastern District of New York, the federal court in Brooklyn, um, that you have to submit what's called a character affidavit. So you have to ask uh, an attorney who is... Part of the bar to sort of vouch for you, yeah. and it's um, you can choose whoever you want. If you can, they give it to you, and then you submit it. So it's it's not a super rigorous process, but that's part of the process of becoming barred at the at the federal court. There, um, they sued saying that that uh, had a whole bunch of different constitutional problems. That it was due process, that First Amendment issues. Um, the case was tossed out in a district court. So. Um, uh, bank, this attorney and the attorney he was representing, Doyle, appealed to the Second Circuit, which heard arguments yesterday. Cue the tape.
3: Good morning. I represent Robert Doyle, the appellant. I, I think our briefs uh, were rather thorough, thorough and at least to my satisfaction addressed all of the issues, having reviewed the opening brief and obviously the reply brief as well. So my question is whether... The court has any questions because i otherwise i'd just be essentially uh reading from or reiterating the points in my brief which i don't i'm assuming that the court is familiar with the issues so my my question is are there any questions no no question
4: i have a question okay i don't understand why the appeal was brought i mean you're a client Controls whatever affidavit he submits to get admitted, and if it's not an affidavit that he likes, he doesn't need to submit it. So I don't, I don't understand uh, why, uh, why, why you're here. It's not a well. It's not a question of whether he likes an affidavit. His, and, his due process concern is that uh, um, uh, because he has to submit an affidavit, if the affidavit is negative, then that somehow hurts him. But he controls. Who he gets an affidavit from he and he controls whether to submit it and if he doesn't like an affidavit he can go get another one right
3: his fear of a negative affidavit judge with all due respect has nothing to
4: do with this case i'm, I'm that's what that rather that was complex. the explanation on what the the um perceived injury is no no it wasn't that at all what's the injury
3: are, are you serious judge with all the re- no with all due respect
4: i i, I don't know what to say you know what I withdraw my question. You can okay. sit down. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much, Judge. We'll hear from. Uh, I see that you read the brief thoroughly. Listen, you know, you're, you are acting inappropriately. You are acting inappropriately. I'm
3: in state of shopping, sorry.
4: Well, well, you are acting in a disrespectful and discourteous manner, and that's not appropriate. Good morning, Your Honors. Uh, Assistant United States Attorney Matthew Monteferri from the Eastern District of New York, on behalf of Defendant Appellee, um, the District Court properly dismissed this action for failure to state a claim. Um, and unless the Court has any questions for uh, for us, uh, we, we rest on our arguments set forth in our brief. All right, Not thank to, you. We'll reserve decision. I, I had a You've waived. Please. You, you've, you, wa- you, you've waived rebuttal. You've waived rebuttal. You've waived rebuttal.
3: Ma- uh, You're excused.
4: Take, you, take this you are
3: excused. Take
0: this, take this gentleman out of the court. Right now.
3: Thank you.
4: sir sir leave leave <laughs> i didn't i didn't listen to the, i didn't listen all the way
1: when we before the show bill sent me to pitch the segment yeah. obviously i didn't listen all the way
2: to the very end so
1: let's just i mean just right off the jump total power move by our our guy in the uh, in the government uh by just being like I don't have anything to add. I was like, uh, this, this is writing. Like, writing appears to be on the wall, Jim. That
0: seems like just the smartest move, right? But just be like, yeah, I don't even need it. To well, it weigh also in sounded here. like
1: he was sort of almost laughing as he was up there. Um,
0: <laughs> second of all,
1: wh- wh- why are you he- Like, why are they here? Uh, you- oral <laughs> arguments are optional, yeah. they are there for the appellant's benefit yeah. so that you can make y- your case better to the panel. If you if you think your briefs said everything, you are entitled to not to waive. Uh, it, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense that they were there in the first place. I guess is a it, right. Like yeah, I mean, for me the for me the the real appeal is like the
2: uh, is like the slow build. You can sense friction in the questions, but like sure. sometimes you get tough questions in courts. Like whatever. And then like when he Oh, it takes a turn. And then when he and then he just like a like a drastic escalation when he's like, Oh, I guess you read the briefs. It was like amazing. <laughs> it was like totally great. I
0: actually think my favorite part is when um, <laughs> someone points out that the lower court tossed the whole thing for failure to state a claim. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. you're like Oh yeah, of course they did. I'm also
2: here not literally not stating a claim
0: yeah. verbally.
1: The <laughs> yeah. other thing on a more serious note that I wanted to raise is that his like on a in a substantive sense in terms of the actual case, his indignation doesn't make any sense. Judge Chin who was the one who asked that question, it it was right on point to what what was in the brief. I'll read the cuz remember he says fear of negative the 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 attorney says yeah uh, that Doyle's quote fear of a negative affidavit judge with all due respect has nothing to do with this case. That's not, that's not true in, in page 14 of Bank's own brief. Quote, an applicant requests to be the applicant's sponsor, a bar member who, unbeknownst to the applicant, finds the applicant's political or religious beliefs to be <laughs> abhorrent, on which basis the sponsor provides an affidavit that negatively assesses the applicant's character. Because the affidavit was sought solely in order to comply with the affidavit requirement, the inability to appeal that assessment clearly violates the applicant's rights under the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment. So it just, to, wow. to, to respond to the question of like, well, walk me through your due process yeah. argument with like, that doesn't have anything to do with the case, it's just, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand.
0: So my big question after hearing that is the attorney, obviously, when it was his turn, did get barred into the, the what where are we in? Southern District of New York? Eastern. Eastern, Eastern District. District of New York. I wonder if the person who wrote his affidavit really regrets it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point.
1: Well, it's funny that you bring up. So this isn't the first time Todd Bank has popped onto the uh, the radar of the of the the legal industry. Okay. Back in 2009, he sued a Queens housing court after um, a judge refused to allow him to wear jeans and a baseball cap that read Operation Desert Storm uh, when he was in. Her courthouse. Uh, two years later, a Second Circuit panel, which I should note featured one of the same judges that was on the panel this week, oh, man. Um, rejected those arguments and said that Bank quote had no legal basis for concluding that a lawyer's interest in dressing as he pleases when appearing in court rises to the level of a fundamental constitutional right.
2: I wonder if his wow. brief was like, "Wow, so you hate the troops? You won't let me wear <laughs> Operation Desert
1: Storm merch." And I'll leave us off. <laughs> I'll leave us off with that. It's not even the first time we've heard about Bank this week. Okay, which I realize is like really burying the lead here that we're getting to this at the end, but earlier in the week, a case that Bank filed at the Federal Circuit, arguing that uh, that he was entitled to cancel a trademark because it was quote demeaning to goats, was rejected by the Federal (laughs) Circuit. Oh man,
0: great that that case is great. So the background of that one, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, uh, it was at a restaurant or something like that that has. Um, goats that live full time like on the yeah. roof so there's like an area for them or whatever and it's part of their branding that they oh it's that place with the goats it and has like a
1: it has grass on the roof yeah. and there's goats on the yeah, roof yeah. so right. they applied they they argued that they could register as a trademark of the, of their company this the, the idea of goats on the roof so bank filed a case that sought to cancel that trademark arguing that it was demeaning to goats uh the Federal <laughs> Circuit rejected that this week and um they called the case frivolous so <laughs> tough week all around for our guy Todd C Bank indeed um we will I guess keep an eye on on what oh, he's up to
0: I really hope that we do and yeah. we'll save that for future much weeks. like
1: m-
2: much like Bank we will now leave leave sir
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will that'll conclude our show for today thanks for being you know, I, mean, I still love that one. It holds up so well. But I think the thing I've thought about the most since that segment is that restaurant with the goats on the roof. I've thought about that a lot. It's it's really that's a I've thought about little being, gem in that story.
1: I've thought about being persecuted for my love of Persian Gulf War attire. Uh sure. I, <laughs> you know I feel like I'm always I'm always in spats with my, you know, the higher ups here at Law Three Sixty. I'm like, I just <laughs> want to rep operation desert storm it was a proud moment for the nation brought back some pride you know we were thrilled uh and i just want to rep it in in apparel form beyond the beyond the the actual text of the
2: segment which which remains hilarious i just want to point out that's uh that's some primo pre-pandemic alex bill and amber right there i don't know if you could detect uh, a little more lift in our voices but uh so that was fun to revisit
1: well but okay so uh for our next story we're gonna jump uh just about a month a month ahead to january uh still pre-pandemic uh things things were cold in new york but they were uh they were very hot in a uh in a courthouse where uh where a judge was doing really just a whole litany of things you're you're not supposed to do cue the tape
0: we like to end our show with something offbeat and Judges are acting crazy again. This is about
2: as offbeat as it gets.
0: Yeah. um, I didn't
2: think we could top the Indiana judges, but this gets pretty close.
0: This is definitely (laughs) wild. Um, The Kentucky Judicial Conduct Commission brought charges against a um, family court judge named Don Gentry for a variety of actions that she took, including... um,
1: (laughs) A variety of actions. (laughs) Multiple actions. Well, look,
0: uh, it includes all kinds of misconduct Including things about how she ran her judicial election campaign, um, how she retaliated retaliated against employees, but
3: Boring.
1: The,
0: the top line thing everyone's talking about is an allegation that she had a threesome in the courthouse with two of her employees.
1: Little uh, how the sausage gets made for the <laughs> listeners. I was uh, right before this. I was googling judge threesome to try to find more news stories about and it. Bill's
0: going to be fired later by deeply our IT unpleasant team. Google <laughs> search. Yeah, um, yeah. This is. Truly crazy. Um, yeah. She's, the reason we're talking about it today, um, she was actually put on suspension by that judicial ethics um, panel. While the case uh, while plays they, out Exactly. While it yes. plays out. And It seems like there's going to be a lot of people that need to be um, interviewed and a lot of uh, At least, three. At least three. God,
2: you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: got, he's got oh, all the good
2: jokes over there.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> At least three people. So let's get into some of the <laughs> nice. other things she allegedly did. She um, is accused of coercing a bunch of her staff to actually work on her reelection campaign. Mm -hmm. And then the people that didn't want to do it, she would retaliate against them because they didn't support her. This is
2: garden variety government corruption, government allegation type of stuff. Uh,
0: But where it starts to get a little crazier is when she allegedly hired someone she was already in a romantic relationship with. First,
2: First mistake.
0: This guy is a former pastor who didn't really have the experience necessary for a job in the judicial system. A man Uh, of God. And they're well, who are you to say? Amber?
2: Please, well, please leave that to the authorities. The judicial
0: conduct commission yes, has this in their uh, <laughs> yes. in their uh, charges. I know. Um, so he allegedly was allowed to play guitar and sing in the office.
2: This, by the way, I'm I'm glad I'm so glad you mentioned that. Way more unforgivable than like what what we what we think to be consensual
1: sex. Dude, at work. dude, in your college dorm, just playing Wonderwall. Yeah, uh, at I, the did. court. And the, I,
0: the quote about it was that it quote. Was disrupting other court employees during the workday. Yeah, no, doy. Exactly, <laughs> reasonable. No kidding. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Gentry to those allegations said that she didn't know that that was a distracting behavior. I uh,
2: <laughs> didn't know he wasn't allowed to do that. Was that this is this is the classic George Costanza? Was that wrong? <laughs> was that wrong? Should I not have done that? Because if I was aware that that was frowned upon, right?
1: Yeah, right. So Amber, you've mentioned two strikes, but I got to think in a story like this, there's a third strike coming.
0: <laughs> well. um... She allegedly took her children to work and let them witness confidential court proceedings, I think including saying, let, let, let them witness <laughs> no, a th- no, let's them. not go there. <laughs> just, just the actual court proceedings, but it's family court, and all of that stuff is supposed to be private. Sure. And allegedly, one of her children recognized another kid that was part of one of the cases. Oh no! So that's not good, guys. Um, just all sorts this a, of this is a cesspool. Stuff like that. Over yeah, here. she um, falsified allegedly. time sh- sheets, and um, she let. People that work for her get drunk on the job. Like it goes on. Wow, and on. really
1: buried that lead too.
0: <laughs> it's hard to pick what's the most leading thing here. Well, I, I mean, mean it's not that difficult. Well, but I guess you that's know. true. <laughs> uh, Let's yes, not miss the forest so, for the trees here. So the alleged. Threesome was with the uh, the pastor we have previously talked about right. and her secretary. Um, but <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't. I, I missed that part. Yeah.
1: I also didn't realize that the other, the third member, was also a oh yes, an employee. And mm. it allegedly
0: happened during work hours, so oh. not even off the clock.
1: Like at at the courthouse. Yes,
0: nice. yes, on wow. premises during business hours. Um and there's another person, another attorney who alleges that she was propositioned and then that oh. she was treated poorly after she declined. Turning so, the turning
2: the courthouse into a swingers resort. What is hell. going on here? A lot here? going
0: on. So, as you can imagine, all the headlines have been about what we're sort of joking about yeah. because it's it's hard to not focus on that in this <laughs> well, in this story. Yeah. But she's done so many other alleged, you know practices that would be against any level of judicial ethics that there's going to be a lot to unpack for this commission. So sh- they did decide to suspend her. She's going to be suspended at least a few months while things proceed. So we're going to have to check back in on her in a couple months and see where the hearing takes us.
2: I mean, I I I know one thing. Whoever is like filling in for her is going to go nowhere near those chambers I would imagine. That's that's the only the, the only thing I can think of. <laughs>
0: Uh, love when we
1: love when we just cut off to us cackling about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: there's little else you can do with such a completely bonkers story like that.
1: But there's not going like to take we a have- shower after that segment. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a small update, do we not?
0: Yeah, um, a couple of things that I I think we should talk about um that happened after because we were talking about it at the point where there was um charges was, against her yeah and, and she, she was suspended, suspended. Mm-hmm. so um one thing that happened after that was a series of um hearings by that judicial conduct commission and there were of course a lot of highlights as you can imagine but one that i wanted to pull out um the secretary who was allegedly involved in that threesome um Testified that there was, in fact, no sex at all at work. It was instead a prank, she said, because rumors had swirled around about the pastor, the secretary and the judge being um, romantically involved. And so one of her quotes was, basically, we said they're going to talk. Let's give them something to talk about. And then she went on to explain that they went into a private room. I don't know if it was the judge's chambers. I I didn't get that far, but they went into a room, closed the door, um, started making grunting noises and moved around the furniture is what she said happened. Um,
2: I'm I'm trying to figure out. I guess it's well, I don't know. I mean, it would definitely be worse to have like it, it, it would be more egregious to actually have a threesome at work in the court. But it's almost weirder to pretend to do it if that's in fact uh-huh. what happened. <laughs> yes. Also, yeah. I know I don't know if you saw the 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 guy the 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 past the ex pastor the third part of the tryst or whatever. Uh, they like he didn't even show up, so they're like he couldn't even corroborate this. It remains a mystery as to whether it actually happened. I don't know. Depending
3: on who you believe. Yeah. But. I mean,
0: at the end of all of this, and as we said in that segment, I mean that was sort of the top line splashy allegation. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Um, Don Gentry was actually Removed from the bench in August uh, yeah. That was about eight months after She'd been um, These misconduct charges had been leveled Against her and she has Appealed she appealed it in September I think that appeal is still um, Proceeding but um, You know it seems Like there's a quite a bit of evidence To keep her off <laughs> Look,
1: the bench I don't want to editorialize here But that that Seems like the right call
2: yeah i mean you know like i say it's 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 just it's just not done generally uh as far as i know but
0: Uh, yeah thankfully so um yeah for our third story i want to keep us in the area of sort of family law stuff which um you know we don't cover that a lot on pro se but boy just some crazy things happen in that arena i mean i guess you Um, can
2: make a family in a threesome it's generally not the goal but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it was family court, I think is what you're talking. It about was, yes. yeah, It was, yeah, it's family
0: court. And um, this next story is in that same area. And it's one that I really like because, um, you know, it's got a lot of old timey references and um a really interesting ask. We like dinner show with something offbeat, and Bill, you've got a really good one for us today.
1: Yeah, good is one adjective for it. Yeah. Well, I'm
0: excited to talk about it.
1: (laughs) Sorry, it's really something. I like the uh, before we went on the air. The uh, the other two esteemed co hosts of this show were suggesting that we call in to my father, who is a uh, divorce attorney. Yes. Uh, This is a family law story. Could have had him on. I'm sure he's listening. Look, Uh, your
0: dad is invited on the show anytime. That's true. That's a that's a
1: that's that's a standing invite. Uh, So a Kansas man. Uh, is seeking to resolve his custody battle with his ex-wife with a trial by combat. It's <laughs> a real thing that happened in a real court oh, on this so real plane good. of existence.
0: What did he say?
1: Uh, he said he wants to meet his ex-wife and her attorney, quote, on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporeal bodies.
0: Rend their souls.
2: Well, okay. I, I mean, this is, it's it's like funny, and then but I mean, I don't know. It's also like kind of, like these are, Murder threats, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how you look at I it. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a friggin'
1: lawyer, but uh, let's let's talk more about it. Yeah. So, I wanted to give a shout out to the Carroll Times Herald, great which reporting, was the, uh, the local paper that found this story. Um, David Ostrom, who is uh, he's a Kansas man, but this is an Iowa court. Um, he asked the judge in a legal filing to let him resolve the case, which is over his ability to communicate with his kids. It's weird that there would be any sort of disconnect here um, via combat with a samurai sword. Oh, it's very specific on the on, yeah, the, on he, the weaponry. Well, because he specifically asked for twelve weeks of lead time in in order to uh, forge a sword.
0: Great, yep. great, or you know, or to acquire one lead in some other lead manner. Time. Okay, right. you can look at that as a weird request, or you can look at it this way. A person that's asking for trial by combat doesn't already have the sword, and that makes me feel calm and good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. that's true. Um, Glad so, he
0: doesn't have it like yeah. on hand.
2: could break into a uh, into a pawn shop like in Pulp
1: Fiction, Bruce Willis
2: gonna <laughs> right. find yeah. it on the top right. shelf.
1: So he apparently saw a 2016 ruling uh, in New York that said dueling had never been formally abolished. Oh. There
0: are lots of things that are not formally abolished. It doesn't mean we get to revive them at a right. moment's notice, 12 well, weeks' notice.
2: Tell that to... David (laughs) Ostrom,
1: quote, to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. I love when people say these United States (laughs) without a hint of irony. I mean, maybe he was
2: doing it with a hint of irony.
1: He also noted that his wife, uh, sorry, his ex-wife. Yeah, um, please. (laughs) uh, Could choose her attorney as her champion. Or stand-in fighter. So, of course, I mean, that would be ridiculous to suggest she would have to fight, you know. That she can have a champion. Yeah, I mean... This right. is
0: just such clear Game of Thrones territory. Right. Except the samurai sword throws me.
2: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, has this guy never heard of a broad sword? What's right. this guy's problem? Right. Uh, okay, well, what... I mean, first of all, unbelievable that this guy's marriage didn't last.
1: for it's, just for one thing. <laughs> it's weird. He seems really reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> normal, good so guy. can you
0: imagine being the... Wife's attorney, and you actually have to respond to this. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of those. What moments. a day in the office. Yeah, uh, th- they did respond, though. Um, they filed a motion to, uh, sur- perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, refuse this request. No way. Quote: It should be noted that just because the U.S. and Iowa constitutions do not specifically prohibit battling another person with a deadly katana sword, it does prohibit a court sitting in equity from ordering the same. <laughs> It's uh, good. I mean, he, uh, that's, that's, that's 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 good lawyer in, lawyer in right there. Yep. In uh, in in another surprising move, he then asked the court to suspend Ostrom's visitation rights entirely and order him to undergo a court ordered psychological evaluation.
0: I mean, we knew that's where this was going. That that ask seems inevitable. Yeah.
1: I mean, he 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 threatened to fight his wife's attorney to death with a sword. With
0: a sword that he's going to specially forge. Yep. So yeah.
1: Uh, in a response to the response, uh, Ostrom uh, said, "No, no, no. Trial by combat was uh, not always won by uh, by by you know someone killing someone else, but it could also end when a party quote cries craven and yields to the other." Oh, <laughs> yielding! I didn't even think of right. that. Well, this is perfectly on. Uh, this is perfectly okay. Quote: Respondent and counsel have proven themselves to be cravens by refusing to answer the call to battle. Thus, they should lose this motion by default," Uh, he said. That they could also uh, use blunted practice style swords to uh, to 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 fight. Is this guy
0: just a larper? Is he just (laughs) a larper? (laughs) Like free time? It all, yeah. It it really. When we get to the blunted practice swords, immediately I was like, he's in a park with his band of larpers. Mm -hmm. They all thought this was a good idea.
1: Mm Hmm. Um.
2: I yeah, couldn't I say. Don't I mean, I mean, I don't know the guy, <laughs> but yeah, you got me on that one. Well,
0: let us know next week, Bill. After your dad listens to this episode, if he has any advice for either party,
1: yeah, I'll see what New Jersey law says about uh, yeah, about trials by know. combat in that
2: United States.
0: Right? <laughs> Thanks for bringing this on, Bill. It was a great one, Bill. That is my favorite story of the year. I, so I just love not, listening back.
1: Not only did I not check in with my dad. I haven't looked for any updates. <laughs> I'm sure there might be some. I-, I don't know. The one update I can offer with some degree of certainty is that this guy is still super divorced. I mean, there is, <laughs> y- you
2: know. <laughs> I just feel bad for the kids. I forgot it was a child custody case as yeah. well. Uh feel bad for the kids. So I'm going to try not to think about that. Uh, and uh, Amber, at some point, maybe we can talk about this on a future show. I don't want to get on too far of a digression. Do you... Do you got, like, beef with the LARPing community? That that sounded like such a specific gripe you had. Not, <laughs> no, not I mean, that I'm, like, an advocate a... for the community either, but, like, I have no feelings either way, really.
0: Not even a gripe. It just felt like... Um, it's just, it's just I just very... got this mental picture of him with yeah. the blunted practice sword, and it yeah. just seemed like, you know, he would be wearing a specific costume and with a band of fellow okay. um, enthusiasts. That's, I didn't know that's if, that's if they all. had,
2: like, raided your apartment with their foam... <laughs> shields and and uh jousting sticks or whatever um but alex uh,
1: and i alex and i had to ask because there <laughs> are people who larp in prospect park near our apartments. that's true yeah sure. so it's yeah
0: it's it's a real alex, thing in case you were Bill, wondering uh either one of you out there larping did i insult your community
2: no 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 not not at all i'm just i'm just looking out for for my friends and uh co-workers sure uh anyway uh the next story Ah, uh, the next story is is definitely going to be fodder for um sort of drug abuse resistance education programs for years to come, and it involves uh, uh, a former athlete who experienced a pretty significant uh, setback on his journey back to the uh, to the big leagues.
0: We like to end our show with something offbeat, and what do we have today, guys?
1: I would like to say that I am just thrilled to have offbeat. <laughs> back yeah Uh, yeah been a couple dry dry weeks here we've got a couple weeks where you know a little more serious subject matter sure uh but we've got we've got a good one today um (laughs) involves people taking lsd uh major league baseball players nudity violence
0: (laughs) great Uh, we really saved up for this big week then yeah what happened yeah yeah
1: tell us Uh, about it so let's wind the clock back to uh, January of 2015. A guy named Connor Pope, uh, he was 18 at the time, he and a few buddies in California, they decided that they were going to drop acid. They were going to take some LSD. So far, so good. Sounds sounds healthy and fun. So they decide they're going to go to Connor's house. Someone gets the acid, uh, and you know as per their plans they took it can i just say like of course you took acid at quote
2: connor's house oh for
1: sure dude a- we're going to connor's
2: <laughs> we're house we're going man. to connor's house we're dropping acid it's going to be oh it's going to be
1: nuts yeah, yeah, yeah. Are gone all weekend it's going to okay. be a safe environment okay so we got some guys doing acid at connor's house connor and his bros have taken their acid um <laughs> so pretty rapidly uh, after they took this LSD, uh, one guy, a guy named Dominic Pintorelli, which sounds like every goddamn guy I went to high school with, uh,
2: Dom and Connor,
1: yeah, Dominic Pintorelli becomes agitated and rather violent. Okay, uh, he Not great. he attacked our guy Connor. Uh, he destroyed some property at Connor's house, and then he left. It just so happens that Connor and his family live directly next door to Greg Reynolds. Now, you may not know who Greg Reynolds is, but in 2006, Greg Reynolds was the second overall draft pick in the Major League Baseball amateur
2: draft. I I had to look it up. I didn't remember uh, Greg Reynolds. This was a loaded draft if you're a baseball fan. This draft had Tim Lincecum, Max Scherzer, Evan Longoria, but
1: this guy went number two. So, yeah, so the, uh, the, the, the 2006 number 2 draft pick, uh, <laughs> he's at home around 3 p.m. this day, and he hears a commotion outside. So he looks outside, and he sees our man, Dominic Pintarelli, outside, attempting to knock over his mailbox. <laughs>
0: Wait, did you say this was 3 p.m.? This 3 is the PM. middle of the afternoon. Oh, yes. man.
1: Amber, I don't know if you're an experienced cool. drug user. Acid no. lasts for quite a while.
0: Uh, right. Well <laughs> he said uh, with authority. I'm, I'm learning a lot from Per se this week. Go ahead. Yeah. So
1: uh, Greg sees this and he goes outside, and uh, you know, but in the time that it takes him to get outside, he now discovers Pinterelli sitting on the ground taking off his clothes. Mm-hmm. He's decided Try. in that moment, his truth is to be fully nude while taking acid. (laughs) On a a stranger's front lawn. On a stranger's front lawn. (sighs) Got it. Um, Greg Reynolds, great baseball player, seemingly great guy, goes (laughs) up to Dom and he says, Hey man, are you okay? Dom turns out not okay. No, he doesn't doesn't sound like he's okay. He starts attacking Greg. No. and, And so our man Greg Reynolds runs back to the house and locks the door. Pinterelli, undeterred, runs at the front door, cracking the frame in in an apparent attempt to knock it down. Oh,
0: cracking man. the frame? Wow. Okay. We've got so, we've suddenly gone from like lighthearted shenanigans to like scary.
1: So top MLB prospect Greg Reynolds <laughs> is concerned that his door is going to get kicked in by this guy. Seems so, like a fair
0: concern. I mean, he's
1: got a nude, drug-addled man on his front lawn attempting to kick down his door. Mm-hmm. So he opens the door, and what do you do there? He strikes Dominic Pintorelli squarely in the face. So yeah, I
2: mean, it's a it's a it's a B and E. I mean, I'm no I'm no criminal law expert, but
3: man,
1: yeah police arrived on the scene shortly after and uh you know but the damage was done both to Greg's mailbox but also to Greg's hand uh he had uh-huh. broken his hand while punching Pinterelli. and I don't know if you guys have ever seen a baseball game, but the hands are a pretty important part of the whole skill set. I was
2: going to say, and I bet it was his pitching hand. I mean, if he's, I, I, I bet he led with the dominant hand. That's just a so. Guess. I
1: mean, his career. This was 2015. He had been drafted in 2006. He was already sort of on the way out. He had he was playing in Japan, and um, uh, but so he was attempting a U.S. comeback at this point, and mm-hmm. the injury. According to uh, Reynolds, really uh, sort of derailed that. So uh, after all this went down, he filed a lawsuit against uh, against his neighbors, against uh, Connor Pope and against uh, against Dominic Pintorelli, uh, the the attacker. So in 2018, a California state jury uh, sided with Greg Reynolds, said that uh, the neighbors were at fault here and um gave him what was at the time a uh, a about two million dollar verdict for you know that the idea that this that the neighbors were at fault and it had derailed his career mm-hmm. fast forward to last week and that verdict uh 1.5 million dollars of that verdict in favor of Reynolds was upheld by a California State appeals court saying that you know that under under the the factors the courts look here that the verdict had passed muster
2: yeah it actually is an interesting. i mean we're it's obviously a humorous story which is why we're talking about at the end of the show it is an interesting sort of legal part par- like uh it's an interesting area of the law because you know like you say that the hosts of the party are now on the hook for uh old dom going rogue and like breaking down a door right um i thought it was really interesting the uh the 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 appeals court that affirmed this led uh, in in the very first paragraph they 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 described the party next door as quote for the express purpose of taking LSD <laughs> it was very good um, and
1: one <laughs> other oh sorry did you have something else
2: well this is this is only this is why when i have my lsd parties i don't put that stuff like on the evite or anything like that that's a that's just a, that's a rookie mistake
1: <laughs> well and it's funny that you mention uh that it was for the express purpose of L- of taking lsd because it turns out what they were taking Was not actually LSD. Oh, what a plot twist. A defense expert uh, later testified that the drug taken was likely not LSD, but instead PCP. Oh, my God.
0: That explains so much of the story.
1: It would explain more. I mean, I don't think typically LSD is associated with crazy aggressive behavior quite as often as PCP is. So uh, that would make more sense. In this context, um, Steve, can we but, drop
2: in the audio from the Chappelle Show World Series of Dice where he says, uh, "I bought my mom a car and I spent the rest on PCP." We can do that later. I bought <laughs> my mom a car. I spent the rest on PCP. Okay, simple enough. I like the style. Loves his mother. Loves PCP.
1: Sorry, Bill. <laughs> continue.
3: Um,
1: but yeah, I mean, I think the uh, I think the the uh, the moral of this story is. Don't invite Dominic Pinterelli. That guy's bad news. <laughs> I think well, everybody knows that. That's the legal <laughs> takeaway here. That's true. Well, and also, let's just
2: consider it a teachable moment. When I've, like, The next time I invite you guys over for an LSD party that might be a PCP party, just just be cool. That's it. Just.
0: Be cool. <laughs> I'll try my best, Alex. Uh, I'll, I'll do what I can. Um, thanks for being with me today, guys. This is a good spot to leave
1: it. Uh, what a tale. That
2: story, that's like a Hunter S. Thompson story. I mean, it's just really squarely
1: in my wheelhouse. I enjoy, I really (laughs) enjoy recounting the things that people do when they're I think it
0: says a lot about you that you peg that story as squarely in your wheelhouse. It's
2: like, well, he loves baseball. He loves psychedelics. He loves being disruptive. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's,
1: It's everything we love about our friend Bill. Yeah, I mean that's the 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 brand, the professional brand that I am trying <laughs> to put out into the world. Great. I I have been yeah. endorsed on LinkedIn for the various things that you just described. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. Uh, for our last story, we're gonna we're gonna pivot to something a little bit more. Um, uh, well, it involves much less acid. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, it was a fairly recent show, and uh, you yeah. know Amber wasn't here for it, so uh, Alex and I uh, we went rogue and and we did something uh, something we hadn't done before, and we probably won't do after. Well, we made it through
2: another. Bro say without burning the place down. Uh, So so that's good, which is especially good this time because we're in our own houses. Uh, But But. (laughs) (laughs) I want to... So Jimmy Hoover, intrepid Supreme Court reporter, co-host of The Term, was talking with one of our other D.C. reporters, Andrew Craigie, on Twitter yesterday, and they resurfaced this item about how when new justices are seated, they get put on this committee... That oversees the administration of the Supreme Court cafeteria, mm-hmm. which is where employees of the court and tour and and tourists can eat. And this is like this was last written up when Gorsuch got put on the court. And it's like, I guess it's as close as they get to hazing because no one really likes doing it. <laughs> but as these guys were talking about it, one of them put up a link to the Yelp page for the Supreme Court cafeteria. And reading reading like Tortured Yelp reviews is one of my very <laughs> favorite pastimes, and sure. I wanted to do that here. I wanted sure. to go through some of the Supreme Court uh, uh, cafeteria reviews. You're,
1: now, or, are you to be that? clear? To be clear, we did you know just to, a little bit of how the sausage gets made. We did discuss whether or not we should just sit here and read Yelp reviews for the Supreme Court restaurant. Um uh, but I but I will be I will be clear about this. I did not go and read any of these beforehand. So, we're coming well, in cold, we're coming in fresh.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I did read them. First of all, there aren't that many, which helped because there's only 5 of these. I was like, "Oh, how are we going to go through these? There's mm. 5 of these and it's been open for at least a couple of years." So, um there are lots of different phylum of Yelp reviews, which are like the totally unhinged ones, which are like obviously entertaining in their own right. But what I really like are the ones where the thoughts are fairly lucid, but are so banal as to like make you like rub the sides of your temple and wonder what, Like I want to enter into the mind of people who are like, yes, the world must know about this take. Here's an example. Here's just, here's an example. Three-star review from John C. In, uh, he's from Orlando, according to his Yelp. <laughs> sure. Three stars. We stopped in for lunch after our lecture and after touring the Supreme Court. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My wife and our daughter opted for the fried chicken, one with waffles, the other with green beans. Entrees are priced at a bargain of 5 to $6. I just had a couple of slices of toast and some chicken
1: soup as I wasn't feeling well. His capitalizations here now—it's it's an audio <laughs> medium, but I mean, just truly mind melting approach to capitalizing. Like, he, Unfor- it's, it's, yeah, and and we've learned halfway through the review that he wasn't feeling well. Why right.
2: this is in a review of the Supreme Court cafeteria is beyond me. But anyway. Unfortunately, the soup was quite salty, but it did perk me up. This is roller coaster writing, right here. <laughs> bottled and fountain beverages of all sorts are available, bottled at two to three dollars. Better than any of the tourist attractions. The buffet line is a bit cramped. But the dining hall is spacious
1: and comfortable. Trash and tray return are right near the exit. Good job. Exclamation point. I feel like if I've learned anything in life, it's that y- you probably just don't want to eat at a buffet at a at, at the Supreme Court. I, <laughs> at
2: a at a at a government facility. Is that what you're right. saying? <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Uh anything stand out to you? <sighs> well, I mean, I just think I I there is one here that has what appears to be Pieces of half-eaten bread and uh, <laughs> an empty mustard packets with a picture of of all the justices.
2: Yeah, there's only um, three pictures, two of which are the same picture. That picture
1: you just described. I do love someone, uh, uh, Lucy W. of New York. Oh, yes. New York, uh, Who you know? She's she's an experienced yelper, and uh, she left what can only be described as a bench slap uh, from March <laughs> of 2018. Yeah. Be prepared to wait. The employees working in the building will cut you in line. Oh, this is I'm awesome. not sure if this is a privilege they're supposed to have, but it's a little frustrating when eight to ten of them cut in front of you while you're waiting to order. I ended up waiting 15 minutes, exclamation point. Also, there was only one person at the grill station at the peak of lunchtime when the second <laughs> worker decided to take a lunch break, dot, dot, dot. The food is mediocre probably less than mediocre well which is it lucy i mean come on think of the lunch food you had back in elementary school edible yes enjoyable and worth the price no i highly recommend skipping eating at the supreme court (laughs) and spending your money elsewhere for lunch a couple
2: of these, a couple of these, you like. It reminded me of that scene in Walk Hard when he's with the Beatles and the Maharishi says, "Beatles, stop fighting in India." Like the formality with which she's like, "If you're thinking skipping eating at the Supreme Court, I'm here at the Supreme Court <laughs> cafeteria." Um, uh, one one person began a, a two star review with, <laughs> I won't read the whole thing because it's a little bit long, but this is this is kind of a banger of a lead. If I'm being honest, here at the epicenter of government, there aren't many options to sit down and grab a bite to eat. <laughs> Here, Amazing. At the, here at the
1: heart of justice
2: yeah you- um so most of these are bad um on aggregate it has what is the it's two and a half on aggregate but again only five reviews so if you if you if you've been there and you liked it and you feel compelled to do so maybe maybe perk them up if they want we will go out on a high note here though i want to read a four-star review that like most Yelp reviews, nevertheless has a little bit of a caveat in it from uh, a man named, or I, I excuse me, I don't know if it's a man, it's a person named Binks J. I was hoping Santa you Anna. would get
1: to, I was hoping you would get to Binks's review because yeah. <laughs> it really it 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 pops and it's written it in really a staccato does. that appears to be like you're sending a, a Western Union telegraph in an old film. That's true. Um, okay, so this is four stars from Binks
2: J at uh, from April of 2017. Burgers, sandwiches, and salad. That's a that's a that's a sentence. Period. Uh, to start. Period. Not huge, but big on service and freshness. Excellent sandwiches with the most amazing roast beef I have seen in a long time. <laughs> Sun happy with burger from the grill. And did I mention the service? All the staff there was so friendly and helpful. <laughs> Great stop after you trek through the museum. Although have heard the cafe at Library of Congress even more amazing. A end teaser. Of rev- end of a review. <laughs> a
1: teaser. He ends you on a cliff note or on, yeah. a, on, a, on, a, on a, <laughs> a cliffhanger. <laughs> a
2: cliffhanger. Yeah. Um. Uh. We didn't get to. We we went. We were at this, the Library of Congress last year for the Burtons, and we didn't. We uh, were. We didn't go to it's the cafe. uh. It's
1: it's cavernous, but uh, we didn't make it to
2: the cafeteria. We did yeah, get we'll lost several that, times, but. Uh, yeah, if we're ever allowed back, we should uh, we should check it out, see how it's it uh,
1: okay. Well, well, th- this was fun. I mean, we we did make it through a show without doing uh, anything stupid until now, and then yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, we made content for, out of Yelp reviews. There, I'm excited there, there, for there, Amber to listen to the show and hear us just reading Yelp reviews.
2: Yes, Amber, there are worse things we could have done, uh, but yes, uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh...
0: guys i cannot even express what a joy that was um (laughs) i mean maybe it's
2: it's not that funny it's just very funny to me i I,
0: here's what i really (laughs) like about it i wasn't on that episode obviously um and so of course i got to listen to this like a fan of the show just come at it fresh um i think you guys were worried about how i would react to you guys reading yelp reviews (laughs) as part of our program but um i'm pretty sure right after that i texted you guys five stars
2: you did (laughs) <laughs> uh, of, of of the show, not the cafeteria, which I which I don't know if you yeah, have been to. Yeah, I actually to.
0: thought about this, too. Um, <laughs> I, Back years ago when I was a reporter in D.C., I was at the Supreme Court a number of times, and I never ate in the cafeteria, and I feel like it was a missed yeah. opportunity.
2: Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so I mean, I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, There are still only five reviews I checked. I was hoping maybe the pro se bump could could motivate um, Right. Uh, A couple people uh, still at five. However, um, if you're if you're up for more of that content, uh, Bill, we 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 may have made an oversight by not going to TripAdvisor. There's 85 reviews of the uh, Supreme Court Cafe on TripAdvisor. Uh, many of them are long and equally unhinged. We're not going to get into them now. We're going long, but if that's if that's curious to you, uh, you can go there if you want some more of that content. But uh, yeah.
1: Oh, you're saying that in this uh, in this 50 minute clip show of uh, offbeat segments, we don't have time to go uh, read some TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> One person went there twice because they saw Elena Kagan and wanted to see more people. That's that's that
2: that's all I'll tell you. They went <laughs> that's there on two strategy, two that's consecutive great. days. That's just a little taste, but
1: yeah, uh, it's getting a, a little get taxi driver-y yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call.
0: Well, guys, uh, I, as always, when we get to the end of one of these clip shows, it just reminds me about how much fun it is to get to talk about this stuff with you guys all year. So, thanks for being with me as always. It sure it is, is and I can't. Cool.
1: I can't wait until, uh, for one that we can get back in the booth and do some of these, uh, in-person segments. I, uh, I miss you guys and I'm, you know, it's, uh, I can't wait till, can't wait till we're doing these in the, in the studio again. That goes double for me, chief. Thanks guys.
0: As always, we have a lot of people to thank for our show, including our producers, Kelly Marcano and Steven Trader, our graphic designer, Chris Yates. And all the reporters in the Law360 Newsroom, they help us unearth some of these really fun, offbeat stories throughout the year, and we appreciate them quite a bit. Music for our show comes from Silent Partner and Kelly Marcano. And if you like our show, especially these fun ones, we'd love it if you left us a written review so that other people can find us. If you want to read more about anything we've talked about, we've written a lot of stories about these hilarious stories as well. Check out our website. That's law360.com podcast. Happy Thanksgiving and see everyone next week.